go. Trevor, folks, aka Gorgeous George. I am Chris Evans, aka Gravel Shits. What the fuck is up, Revis? Coming to you live on a Monday. 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 Bloody Monday. That's <laughs> well, Sunday. We're close enough. Yeah, it's right next to Monday. Yeah. Pretty much. Hey, this is Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. We're, we're glad you can join us today. By the way, play the La Bamba. If anyone didn't recognize it, the uh, Los Lobos version. Uh, he, he's all about La Bamba, and it's because he uh, once upon a time put a bomb in a young woman's purse and convinced her that uh, she needed to get, get her makeup, and uh, he blew her up. Chris, I Turns told, out Trevor's a terrorist, folks. Chris, I told you to never talk about that time in, in New Mexico. I told you the story once. So you won't say anything? I didn't say anything about New Mexico, Trevor. Ooh, don't don't ask him about New Mexico, folks. <laughs> I would know about that, wouldn't I? Amigo. <laughs> Trevor's involved in some under-the-border uh, activities. Nah. Nah. <laughs> He's like, I won't talk about it on the show. <laughs> got, I kind of got a uh, Latin flavor for this episode. Nice. Yeah, that's where I'm going with my album. Trevor, bit. I am so glad that you have Latin in your blood pumping. Somebody gave you a tortilla once. A few times. I'm from California, so, you know. Trevor likes a good taco. You yeah. hear that, ladies? Hey, they, they do like La Mamba. They play it for the senoritas. Oh. Get excited. Go to a siesta. Have some fun. Or you could, uh... Have a King Sierra going off right next to a sad funeral at a park at the same time, right next to each other. That was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that man. was crazy, bro. <laughs> we the were... juxtaposition <laughs> of that was like, we have to tell that story. It's just too of course, fucking weird. Of course. So once upon a time, me and Trevor were uh, homeless and camping. Homeless yeah. and camping for a little bit. It was oh, right whoa. before we moved into our new place. During the in the summertime. Yeah, during the beginning of COVID. And during a rough wildfire season. Yeah. So. Good times. A lot of interesting stuff going down. We ended up going down to the river one day to go swimming. Because, yeah, the river was real close. Down by the river. I shot my dog. Come here, old yeller. (laughs) 
No, Mom, Yeller's my dog. I'll take care of him, and he carries out an RPG. It's like, <laughs> what? What are you doing? I just said, don't fuck your dog anymore. That's it. Shh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, were at the river, and I we're, we were swimming. We were swimming on the river. We might be. We weren't. Exactly it was cold, actually. I wasn't expecting it to be as cold as it was. We're not that far from the hills. Like where we were, the hills were right just east of us. And he's not talking about the show about California kids, The Hills. It's talking just, about the Cascade Foothills. There you go. Name drop. Yeah. Name drop. Cascade Foothills. What's up? What the fuck's up? Yeah. But we were swimming, and uh, as we walked to the river, we could see that they were setting up for a Sweet Sixteen party. The DJ was playing, and there was people starting to 15, show up. Fifteen. Something. It was a birthday party for a young person, and. Uh, as we're swimming, there's a small group of, uh, I guess, people, maybe 10, 10, 12 people that are down by the river, and they're letting a little boat go. And uh, I guess apparently this was somebody's ashes. But we didn't know. We didn't know. We just and saw this boat. We just saw him. somebody floating something down the river, so. not, not realizing. And Trevor goes... You want me to grab it? <laughs> and they're people. like, yeah, to the folks. And they're like, no, leave it alone. And I'm like, Trevor, get back over here. That's probably some dead person. And you're like, oh. We were also both very not sober. Yeah, yeah, but we were trying to help. Yeah. You we're imagine? Both, we were both drunk and stoned, and we see this box of ashes. I didn't think that. I, I've seen people loot shit in the river before, where they have, like, a toy or something, and it gets swept away. And the whole time while they're doing this, there's mariachi music playing in the background and shit. Well, there there's the funeral right up the right up the hill, from where the sad white people were, and then there is the King Sierra, which is traditional Mexican culture, the fifteenth kind of coming of age party for. Trevor would know chick. that, wouldn't he? Amigos. Yeah, I've known a few folks, but anyways. Keep this guy away from your daughters. <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> no, nothing under 18. Nothing under 18. Anyways. It's the name of this podcast. Nothing under 18. Hey, as Frank, as Frank Reynolds say, we don't diddle kids, right? We have a song, we don't diddle kids. Frank, if you have a song, I don't, don't like kids. kids. I like them big and old. I don't like them short. <laughs> hey, you got to pay the troll toll to get the baby boys home. You got to pay the, the troll, troll toll, toll to, to get, get in. in. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, no, uh, as we were coming back from swimming... Uh, there was just a banging party going on. There was a bunch of people having fun and drinking, and we just felt it was very strange that somebody was floating somebody's ashes down a river well, there was a next f- to a banging party. Well, those people were coming from the funeral that was in this gazebo building, gazebo-like sort of covered picnic area, and it was literally maybe 50 feet away in the I like that you explained what a gazebo was. I tried. It's not just a funny word, folks. Not anymore. Gazebos are things. Not yet. It's like Zamboni. <laughs> Zamboni. Still, is such a list. Or want... Jabroni. Oh, God. Anyways. Jabroni, Zamboni, and... Uh... Let me get back to the gazebo. <laughs> gazebos, yeah. Gazebos. Buzzword. Gazebos. So, one gazebo... That's what I'm going to start feet. calling racists. I'm going to be like, look at that gazebo over there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of smoking going on over in that gazebo. But... So we had one gazebo about 50 feet away from another damn gazebo. gazebos don't know how to drive. <laughs> Anyways, so in one structure, there was the King Sierra going, and in the same field 50 feet away, another structure was the King Sierra. So you had this 
invisible line dividing all the sad white people and the happy Mexican people, and they seemed to be oblivious to each other. You had literally this this happy mariachi music blasting right next to a bunch of sad white people just moping around, and they seemed oblivious of each other, and just the paradox of it was hilarious. <coughs> just witness him was ridiculous. Is it not life, though? In life, there is death. And in death, there is new life. What is death but another party, huh? Ah. French Chris, yeah, yeah, French Chris, baguettes, croissants, ha ha French. Oh, I was getting loud. Trevor felt he needed to be loud. <laughs> oh, man. This is a spicy podcast so far. This is a good? spicy meatball. Is that Things are getting saying? too spicy for the pepper. You ever heard of that before? Yeah. It's from uh, American Dad. This is like... Well, this... I, heard, I heard something similar. Not exactly that, but... Well, apparently Francine was trying to come up with a catchphrase. And... Uh... It's a good ZZ Top song. Francine. <laughs> Go on. Go on, man. And uh, she came up with Things Are Getting Too Spicy for the Pepper. And she kept trying to use it in, like, the wrong times. And it just wasn't working. And then eventually she did get, like, a moment... And then uh, she started, like, trying to sell memorabilia and shit. Oh, yeah. So stupid. Looks like things are getting too spicy for the pepper, huh, Trevor? Always. That's how we roll. We also got uh, some habanero peppers, too. Trevor's talking about hot shits, folks. Hot, the hottest. He likes to eat habaneros raw. And then I go and I, I just drop giant bombs in the toilet that just disintegrate it. Looks like there's a bear shit in the woods. Oh wait, so do I? Nope. They use porta potties. No, this is bears are evolving. You better watch out, folks. Bears are coming for you. They didn't look Charmin. No, (laughs) this isn't Charmin. I'm talking about the Coca Cola bears. Those bears are evolving. They've been drinking caffeinated cola. They shit in igloos. That's what they shit in, apparently. And apparently, their their bears are going extinct. Polar bears are going to be extinct. What's going to happen to that Coca Cola franchise when all Uh, those polar bears are dead? Probably the Russians are going to swoop in with opening shipping lanes due to global warming so that new shipping lanes are going on where all this ice is melting. The Russians will come in and take that shit, and Putin will have an endless supply of fresh, cold Coca-Cola. Putin's been putting me through a lot lately. He's been putting us all through a lot lately. Putin needs to take his time and put himself back into Putin's shoes. Because Putin wasn't Putin all the time. Before he was Putin, he was just Putin. Pouting? Putin was pouting, but, Putin now, was pouting. All, but now all the Putin... All the pouting Putins. All the pouting Putins making the whole world pout about Putin. <laughs> Peter Bumper Victor and <laughs> Sally sells seashells down with the sea sword to sea sick sailors and shell shock soldiers. Putin picked the Ukraine and ended up We'll make him a tongue twister about Putin, Putin and Ukraine. Ukraine war. Ah, uh, shit. Putin be, Putin be putting pouting on those Polacks and those other. Ukraine starts with you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like. A Ukraine stu- starts with the U. But Damn Poland, it. Hey, I want. Hey, Poland and Ukraine are good. Are good friends. A lot of people. How many Polish does it take to? No. <laughs> oh, I got. I have a Polish joke. How many Russians does it take to? No. Hey. How many Ukrainians does it take hey. to to I, take over Russia while Poland? No. <laughs> How do you know that a parachute was made in Poland? I don't know. How do you know a parachute was made in Poland? Because it only opens upon impact. 
It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It's like they just slam the ground and the parachute goes... No, those old redneck like had so many jokes he just threw that at me one day. I'm like, oh, shit. Threw it at you like a throwing star. The ah. same guy that showed me Trailer Park Boys, actually. Old Dan. Old Dan. And he showed me... Shout Trailer out Park. Old Dan. Old Dan McElrath. Old Dan McGillicuddy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Do yeah. You want to see how my day was? How was your day, Trebor? Good overall. Yeah. No uh, bank bank robberies. I just saving the world one fucking saw blade at a time. This man knows his blades, folks. He's like the guy in the story that they go to, and they're like, "You're the only guy we know that can sharpen a blade so sharp that it can cut the head off of a dragon." And you're like, I'm "Busy right now. I'm playing guitar." And then they're like. Well, when you're done playing, can you help us? And you're like, well, I'm trying to get really hey, good. Hey, right now I'm trying to slay with this axe. Mm-hmm. And when later, I'll slay with another kind of axe, if you know what I mean. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's like, do you want Guitar prostitutes? And you're, <laughs> yes. And he's like, yes, okay. All right, Shades now you're talking. Yeah, see, you got to you gotta bribe him with prostitutes. Prostitutes and chicken and a biscuit crackers. Chicken and a biscuit, <laughs> chicken and a biscuit, crackers, Chick- they're amazing. And chicken and biscuit, I'm like, alright, I'm That's how you know we're a white trash podcast, chicken and a biscuit, chicken and a biscuit. Shout out chicken and biscuit, if you want to send us money, that's fine. No, no, fuck the money, send us chicken and biscuits. <laughs> or if you want to send us both, that's fine. Okay, money and chicken and biscuits, like but money. not in that order. Chicken and biscuits first, then the money. Then the money, yes. Then the money. Because <laughs> we're probably already stoned by then. We're going to need your biscuits, your chicken-flavored biscuits. And then we'll... we'll and for all you British folks out there that don't know what chicken and a biscuit is, <laughs> go to any convenience store in the South and uh, learn about a little blue box. And a few places in the West Coast, hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, the West Coast is kind of backwards, too. So you might have some, some rural areas, some real rural areas. Shout out South and the Northwest. Shout out South and the Northwest. Neither one will rise again. <laughs> Nope. They try, though. They try. Hey, you gotta try, man. Trying's what keeps you from killing yourself. So, you wanna talk about, uh, go down allergies? Oh, yeah, I have, uh, allergies. Right Don't let my enemies know. <laughs> put out some pollen real quick. Ah! Ah! Dandelions, motherfucker! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, well, we can tell them that we've had a late spring, had a lot of rain. It's been a long, it's been a long winter, you know? We've had an That fucking groundhog's full of shit. Well, it's good we got rain, because if we have more water, hopefully the fires won't be as bad. Trevor is, is under the impression that if we get more water, there'll be less chance of wildfires. And there'll be more produce at cheaper prices. There'll be all kinds of things. Well, let me let me burst your bubble there, fella. So the water isn't in the places that we need it to be. That's the problem. Yeah. So there's hot spots in every state that yes. usually catch fire every year. You know this. Yes. But in Oregon, it's always to the west and it's always to the east of us. So it's never like our area in particular is usually ever on fire. I think last year was the closest it ever Close, really got. Two years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. yeah. But, because, we're um, the, because we're in the Willamette Valley, also called yes. Emerald Valley. Or the Valley of Death. Because of the allergies. Yeah, good 
Okay. Full circle. Oh. I heard an old myth that if you eat a teaspoon, teaspoon of organic honey from Oregon, from the valley itself, something's supposed to happen where it can help to uh, get rid of your allergies permanently. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm dying to find some good organic honey. From so Oregon? from Oregon, from the valley, I've and if that is a real thing, I would I will do some medical research and become a guinea pig for for future scientists. I actually met an older hippie here that did tell me that. So that is a working on a pot farm, man. You run into a lot of hippie science and a lot of hippie medicine. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. Yeah, bonfire or bonfire contact. Two lonely boys context. I used to work on a pot farm. <laughs> I used to deal with a lot of herbs, weed and a lot of non-weed herbs. Yeah. And I also met a lot of hippies from doing fire and trails and doing landscaping that they tell you some things that made sense and some you're like, hey, this is your energy, man, because you're this astrological sign. I'm like, I don't know, man. I know people of all types of personalities born at all times of the year. So I think astrology for the most part is bullshit. It was hilarious. I was watching a video today, and it was of two girls that were getting interviewed by some guys. And the girls, at one point, they went, what's your astrological sign? Mm -hmm. And the guy mm -hmm. goes, no, mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this bullshit. It doesn't matter. You showed me that. Yeah. You showed me that. And I don't remember where it's from. The girl, she goes, oh, why? What, what are you so against astrology? And he goes, no, but if I tell you I'm a Taurus, you're going to think that uh, this and that, I'm bullheaded and stuff. And she goes, are you a Taurus? And he goes, yeah, I'm a Taurus. And the, uh, one of the girls is like, hey, I'm a Taurus too. And they like high five. And then he goes, bitch, I'm not a Taurus. <laughs> so it's like it mattered nothing, yeah. you know. But I think that's an easy cop out too, saying that. Like when you're in uh, public, like, oh, I'm such a Libra. Or so, I'm, such uh, a, I'm such a Scorpio or something like that. Because I, I know you're... November, so you're Scorpio. Uh huh. Why are we bringing this up? Yeah. It's funny. It doesn't mean mean anything. Remember, we just established that. I know. I think it's bullshit and hilarious. So no shout out to the Scorpios like Chris out there, and no shout out to Leos like me out there. Nobody gives a shit about your astrological Nobody. sign, folks. That is just for you to know. Chicks like it for some reason, so say girls it. like it because they like pseudoscience. Yes, if it gets, I bet I'm, I'm going to tell a girl phrenology is a real thing, yeah. and that we can study humans by the size and shape of their skull. Yeah, <laughs> we'll tell them phrenology is a real thing. We'll also tell them that just studying uh, genetics, you can totally figure out everything about human genetics. Also not true, but yeah. So, what's on the agenda, Trevor? What do we got? We got. We have time. Okay, we're good. Uh, how about I do my album review real quick? Trevor's album review coming at you live. Trevor, what album did you get a chance to review? So it is called The Buena Vista Social Club, and it was by an old Cuban jazz guy from, uh, his name was Ibrahim Ferrer. He was born. I love Cubans, man. Yeah, and he's he did. He, I'm sure you've heard some of his music. I guess he's huge classical Cuban. So I, I bet you've probably heard this guy at a canteen. In or South some Florida, shit. man, you hear so much good Cuban stuff. You yeah, Cuban women, food. I love Cuba. Cuba's cool. There were, weren't as much in California, obviously, as mainly Mexico. But that's yeah, no, it's cool. So here we got 
This guy was born in 1927, and he was a huge... Became, he, he was big for mixing a lot of jazz, a lot of things in America with a lot of the Cuban sounds, with a lot of the, the Latin music, and also yeah. they're large, they're also the large Afro... Kind of breaching the, Afro, the, the gap, you know? Yeah, so he mixed a lot of styles of music back when... Back in, like, the <laughs> 40s and 50s, when big bands were turning into rock and roll, he was what was going on in yeah. Cuba. So here we go. Uh, so yeah, the Buenas Vista Social Club by Ibrahim Ferrer. Sings also, he also sings too, but yeah, his whole album is just abuse, just this beautifully smooth. You heard me playing it earlier a few days ago when I was doing chores. It's really smooth, it's good for like just background music, like hey, I gotta do yeah, dishes, like I do this thing, chat. So, yeah, shout out to Ibrahim Ferrer, one of his Ibrahim Ferreira. yeah. Classic Cuban music. Yeah, man. Good job, Trevor. I man. like that, man. Whole, I'll send you that. The whole album was good. Amazing. And the album's like 40 minutes or so. All right. Nice. Yeah. There you go. All right. I like it, Trevor. Good job. Pound yeah. worthy. Yeah, you're not in pound jail right now. That sounds weird. Well, okay. No. Nah. Little uh, Lonely Boys contest. Oh, oh here we go. Oh. So Trevor on me as usual. Trevor sometimes. On me. He gets a little bit uh, overexcited, and he, he likes to, to fist bump a lot. I like know? to party, bud. Well, fist bumping is cool and whatnot, but not every thirty seconds. Okay. I wait forty-five seconds. Okay? Yeah, exactly, and that's what sometimes my fifty is. seconds <laughs> if I have a lot of restraint. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm telling you, every twenty seconds, this guy's wanting a fist bump or some validation that I believe he's funny. Trevor, I know you're hilarious. You just gotta believe in yourself. We're both hilarious. You gotta believe in yourself. I believe I can fly. I yes, believe so. you can touch the sky. <laughs> Wherever you touch by the show us on this doll where you're touched by the angel. Right, <laughs> right here. There. Right in the crotch like area. Pulls out his yeah. pockets. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, took my money. <laughs> oh, man. No, but uh, I told him that, you know, until he started to use it responsibly, I would no longer be giving what his What is this? Spider Man with great power comes, comes great, great responsibility with good humor comes great responsibility. Uh. You can't just use shit jokes to fucking. Forego your your uh, fist bump fucking addiction. <laughs> like Trevor. all right, all right, enough enough picking on Trevor time. <laughs> Trevor night. Anyways, so next 
we got talked a little bit about survival shows. Okay, survival shows. I was a really fan. I was a really huge fan. I was a really big fan. Fan, fan, fan. Of uh, Dual Survivalist uh, a few yeah, years back. Yeah, on that's the a good Discovery show. Channel. That's a real good show. And they would always have one guy that was like a, a nature guy who was all about the environment and how to use the environment. And then they'd always have some guy that was like ex-military highly trained uh, special forces guy. So he was trained military sort of bushcraft and the other guy usually yeah. had more Native American hippie sort of bushcraft. Kinda, yeah. And the two dudes that were the main uh, starts for this show pretty much were this guy named uh, Cody Lundeen and Dave Canterbury. Mm. And Dave Canterbury I actually still follow on YouTube. He still does a lot of cool shit with like guns and he teaches a lot of survival tricks and stuff like that. But uh, Cody Lundin was just a really weird dude. Um, he was really cool at points, but he was a little out there. He had no shoes on. He, he like chose to live a barefoot lifestyle. But like there were just certain areas where not having shoes wasn't an option, you know? Yeah. And it was just always weird because he, he kept making this argument that he could do better without shoes. But it was like apparent at certain points in the show it that help if he had shoes. it would definitely help if you had a pair of fucking shoes on, dude. I mean, we. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, care how monkey man you are or how monkey man you think you are, your feet get hurt. Indigenous people made shoes. Indigenous people figured it out. They were like, yeah. we need to make something so that my feet yeah. don't get cut like, by these rocks. Like there were tribes in Mexico that lived up in the mountains of sharp ass rocks that they had. Yeah, they had they, good they, sandals. Yeah, they know? had sandals. sandals. They were famous for it because these are the the terrain, the, the the tribe that would run a hundred mile races through the mountains. Oh, they yeah. had some of the <laughs> thickest leather sandals of all the indigenous tribes because they ran these ultra marathons through the sharp ass rock mountains. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Folks, wear shoes when it's needed, especially and if you're in the city, watch out for glass and needles. But eventually what ended up happening with the show is they got rid of both the original guys and recasted with other guys. And it just was a, a hard sell because what they always brought was two different ways of surviving that were both, you know, valid. But um, I don't know, it always felt like it was more of a competition. You know, the goal for them too were to work together and it would always like break down to like somebody's ego. Yeah. You know? And I think that happens a lot in survival situations, though, too, is people aren't always my able idea to put the right. ego. My idea is better. No, my idea is better. Yeah. Putting the ego aside when you need results for your day-to-day -day activities. Because there are different ways to do things. Yeah. And hundred ways to skin a cat. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to fuck it up, too. Yes. You know, but you got to be willing to accept help when uh, available, and you got to be willing to humble yourself, I think. A lot of the times if you don't know something that's why I like survivor man with Les Stroud this mm. uh, Canadian guy that he was a uh, did search and rescue and handle and he had a lot of survival skills and when he wasn't doing the show something he did would he would go out and do search and rescues and you know people out and save people yeah which is pretty awesome so he he I never watched a lot of survivor man but I'd seen the show yeah I know he, what he knows his shit and something I liked is the only he didn't have ego because it was literally him and it was, he didn't have a film crew it was just him filming everything before right before the days of GoPro <laughs> so he'd be trying to canoe somewhere at this awkward ass camera he had to deal with but yeah he and if he made mis I mean 
he did he did the show for a long time, doing survival shit for thirty plus years, never died, so he obviously knew his stuff. But when he talked, he always talked about the you know the philosophical side. Is like, hey, always remember to like stop, think about your options, and always just make an assessment. And having done a little survival stuff too, like just if you're if you're lost or something, first thing you should do is sit down and just plan your shit. And if you make a mistake, learn from it. And he, if he made a mistake, like he took a wrong turn, so he's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta stay here for the night. He would talk about it, and he wouldn't edit it out. Whereas other shows, like Big Grills and whatnot, where they're trying to look so badass, they would edit out any mistakes. But this is like, hey, I messed up. This is a learning experience. We're gonna learn from this. Yeah. And that's awesome. There's a lot of those uh, survival shows out there where I think people are trying, like Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Like that's a dumb concept. It's also a whole because thing. the first thing you would do, regardless of you know what your situation is, you'd probably fashion some clothes. You do something. You probably put some pants on some way or a kilt or because a skirt. it doesn't matter what climate you're in, people all over the world you're gonna need it if you're. You don't in want sand in your ass. You don't want bugs around your genitalia. You also so, you also want to protect your genitals and areas from like sharp fire, fires, veg- sharp vegetation, yeah, fire. fire. Yeah, hot. the last thing you want to do is catch a hot ember to the dick. Yeah. yeah. Or an icicle. Ember or icicle to the penis so the urethra doesn't sound good. Well, just in general, I think a lot of the times um, people want to seem badass. Yeah. They want to seem like, oh, I'm a, I'm a survivor and I, I'm a half animal person. I don't give a fuck how badass you think you are. Everybody can get shot, <laughs> everybody can get injured. You know, yeah, you you can get shot. You can step on a sharp rock. You can you have it. Fucking you get can hit ha- by a spider. You yeah, get, you can you have get an bit insect. By a spider. You're an insect, <laughs> and you know you won't get Spider-Man Doesn't powers. <laughs> You're not gonna get Spider-Man powers. You're probably gonna be sick and wanting to shit and puke your brains out. So I tree. always love that when there's like a guy or a gal in a, a, a thriller movie or like a drama or something like that, and they're like, "Follow me. I know the way out." I've trained for this for years, and they turn around and immediately either get shot or something, and it's like, hey, get up, man. Are they falling? He was the guy that knows everything. Falls over. A giant man spider comes out. Or like he turns around and he's like, fuck, there's a mine. (laughs) It just blows up. Oh shit, we gotta solve this Rubik's Cube as we pound wine and listen to Lady Gaga, or we're not gonna win the contest. Let's play a little game. So, Survivor Man just turned into Saul? Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> would be an awesome detour. That would be an awesome detour. It's like let, uh, let Survivor Man mixed with Jigsaw. So, Jigsaw? <laughs> As so, right. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and write that movie right now. Let's do that real fast. So, there's two contestants that are on like Naked and Afraid or some shit. And they all start out normal, right? They do the challenge... They complete their 30 days in the wilderness or whatever it is, and then they go to leave, you know, and that's when they realize the production crew is gone, and nobody's picking up their phone when they call them, and all of a sudden they get uh, a message, you know, sent by, like, Carrier Pigeon or some shit. Yes. (laughs) And it's like, hello, my name is Jigsaw. I've taken your family. You must go into the field and right find the right kind of herbs that will cure them and turn it into a poultice. And then and then the whole combination at the end of the movie is that it was the production crew the whole time and they were still on the TV show and it was just a a ploy to get better ratings. 
like some fucking some uh, Tropic Thunder shit yeah. where they, they pretend it's Vietnam. Yeah. There's it's a movie. Let's go make the greatest war movie ever. Yeah, yeah that dude sits on the vine. Dude, fucking... For me, Robert Downey Jr., that was the funniest fucking character. That's the only thing Tropic Thunder's ever remembered for, is Robert Downey Jr. He, in he blackface. He stole the show, yeah. He stole the movie. He was but that's us. But that's the funniest part. Yeah. But there were so many more funny parts. I loved, like, Jack Black. Jack Black uh, is always drug funny. addict. Yeah, he's always funny. He was like, I'll suck your dick. I'll cradle your balls. <laughs> he's like, I'll do anything. He's just sitting there. He's tied to a rock. <laughs> They're trying to keep him from doing crazy shit. Oh, man. Jack Black was good in that. Who else was great in that? The dude that played Al Pacino, the undercover gay guy. Oh. He's like dreaming about Dan. He's like, Dan? I, I mean, I know you're I talking about Dance or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I wrote awesome. down the, uh, the new horror survivalist hybrid movie. <laughs> Here it is, folks. You can't. It's copyrighted. You can't. You can't steal it from us. It's getting recorded right now. We're gonna start production in a week. <laughs> it's gonna be a real shitty straight to to DVD film, but it's gonna give us our start, and then it'll give us our bump into adult films. <laughs> That's all we need, folks, is a bump into adult films. <laughs> no donkey shows needed, or maybe so. Yeah. Alright, so the next one, speaking of horror, do you want to do your uh, movie review? Yeah, I got one for you. It's called Guns Akimbo. And it's about a dude who's played Daniel Ratcliffe. It's the guy who plays Harry Potter. And Harry fucking Potter. Harry fucking Potter. You're a fucking wizard, Harry, Harry. fucking Potter. Gryffindor! So, the guy who plays Harry Potter is a normal uh, guy that works at... Uh, some tech company that produces a, a phone game that just steals money from people, uh, and he's sick of his mundane life. You know, it's it's a constant story where like something's about to happen in his life that's going to change everything. So you know, he broke up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend broke up with him. I think his girlfriend broke up with him. So his life's shit. That's pretty much what it is. His life's shit is Daniel Ratcliffe, the tech guy. So. He's talking shit to people online because that's what he does, I guess. He talks shit to people online like a troll. And I guess he talks shit to the wrong person. And a few guys show up to his house and beat the piss out of him. Uh, put guns in his hand and bolt them to his hand with extended magazines that hold 50 in each uh, gun. And then he's a part of some cybernetic game that um, he has to kill this other chick with uh, a bunch of weapons or else uh, something happens to him, he dies, you know? So he becomes a part of this uh, underground game where he has to kill this chick and the chick's like the baddest player of all time and she's just killing everybody around her. And his whole thing is he just, he runs real well. <laughs> he kind of skates around and he runs real well and he doesn't get shot as much. <laughs> Um, nice. But he goes to his girlfriend and tries to explain, and his girlfriend thinks that he's insane. And then he shows her uh, the guns in his in his because he's running around in his robe. Damn, I need to stop. Okay, so back backtrack. So when the game begins and he meets the girl he's facing off against, he's in his robe, and he's in these giant uh, bear slippers. 
giant bear foot foot flip flops or whatever they are. They're like bear paws. Okay. And he's running around and he's got his hands in his uh, his robe because he doesn't want to show a bunch of people he's got guns bolted to his hands. <laughs> and he's just running around with these giant uh, bear bear claw uh, slippers on. It's the hilarious. It's the funniest uh, uh, wardrobe I've ever seen in a movie. So flash forward. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is trying to explain things to his girlfriend, but he pulls out his gun hands. And the girlfriend maces him and runs away, because <laughs> I guess he nice. thinks she thinks he's trying to kill her. Um, he feels like a piece of shit. He's like, I should have never did this, and he gets more involved in the game once they uh, kidnap his girlfriend. So they kidnap his girlfriend, and the underground guy with uh, face tattoos that controls the game is giving him incentive to to hunt her down, the other girl. So what ends up happening? is him and the girl have to team up to bring down the underground game, you know, that's nice. doing all this bad shit. And they team up. It actually ends up working out. But in the final fight before they kill the bad guy, the baddest chick gets shot like a million times. And she's just missing fingers. And she's got fucking blood all over her. And she's still going. She's just like a monster. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, she has a huge cocaine addiction. She just keeps doing coke the whole movie. She have nice tits. Ah, she didn't really show her tits, but she looks hot. I bet she looks hot when she's not uh, shooting people to death. There you go. That's all that matters. Give me one second, folks. I got a pimple on my leg. Ah, god damn it, that hurt. Hey, Chris, <laughs> I got this. Ah, I already popped it. And why are you whipping out a fucking razor knife? It's not going to slice my leg open. Hey, the folks, go on. Daniel Ratcliffe, the hot chick. They get shot to shit. Daniel Ratcliffe beats the piss out of the final dude, and in his uh, fucked up state where he's in uh, shock and hemorrhaging blood, uh, he's thinking that his girlfriend is going to be loving him for killing the bad guy, but he's just covered in blood, and his girlfriend just watched him beat some dude to death with his gun hands, and uh, so it's not like a real romantic moment, but it turns out uh, the girlfriend is a artist that does comic book heroes and she makes a comic book of him but I think he dies in the end I don't fucking remember Guns Akimbo great movie 4 out of 5 stars I really liked it it was cool a lot of gunplay a lot of funny banter a um, lot of really cool scenes and action that I think have gotten played out with all the action-y movies you know yeah, and I like the comedy in it. It was there was a lot of comedy added into a serious uh, subject. That's always good when yeah. they can add it. Daniel Radcliffe definitely seems to be the Joker to a degree. He did another really funny movie called Swiss Army Man. I want to see that. Yeah, actually. where he was a dead corpse or something, yeah. or he was hanging I out heard with it, a dead corpse. Yeah, I heard it was a badass movie. Yeah, I, I it, actually want to see. Do you want to see that? Yeah, we'll watch that tonight. Hell yeah! Yeah, I hear it's really good. So Daniel Radcliffe. You're not a piece of shit. You're Chris and Trevor approved. But you'll always be remembered as Harry Potter. You'll always be Harry Potter, bro. You did a good job. You, die. you did a good job. But but you'll always be stuck. Since you did a great job, you're yeah. going to be Harry Potter forever, It's bro. like the guy that did Frodo. Yeah. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Always be known Him as Frodo. Him and Elijah Wood have the same disease. 
you did something too well, you're gonna, that's what you're going to be known for. Yep, yep. Unless you do what, like, Sylvester Stallone, he did a huge job at Rocky and Rambo. Or like Harrison Ford, where he where he was That's Han, Sol- Han Solo, and he was in. We were talking Jones. about this the other day about Patrick Stewart. How when he's in a wheelchair, he's Professor X. Xavier, and when he's not, he's uh, he's Captain Picard from Star Trek. In both cases, he's a very intellectual British man who, whenever he shows up to the room, he takes command because like he's charismatic and smart as fuck and goddamn it this guy knows how to solve the problems it's the english accent it throws you off and patrick stewart's just cool enough that like you're just yeah. like i'll believe anything and, this and, man he, says. and he's like a classically trained actor so he just like the way he speaks you're like oh this guy knows what's can patrick go. patrick stewart could sell ketchup to a woman in white gloves shit <laughs> hank's fucking chat out no no that's White a boy chris Farley one or no, it's David Spade. Oh, Chet Hanks said that. Yeah, but David Spade also said it in uh, Tommy Boy. So, oh, you think he got it? You from remember? Tommy Boy? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Do you think he stole it from David Spade? I wouldn't be surprised. David Spade said it first. Chet Hanks probably stole it from that. White but Wolf. it's a common expression. Selling a, a Kool-Aid popsicle to a woman in white gloves. That was the one I heard when I was growing up. But a ketchup popsicle is a funny one. That must be some South shit. I've never heard that. A Kool-Aid popsicle? Yeah, I've never heard well, that expression. I don't know. Cherry popsicle. Maybe that's more common. I mean, I've heard other sort of things like, oh, you could sell, you know, you could sort of sort of thing like, oh. You, you could sell sawdust to a sawdust factory or, or something? You, or like you could sell like booze to a Mormon or some sort of thing like you could sell. You could sell sawdust to a timber factory. That was what it was. Or yeah. a sawmill or some shit. Damn it. I keep fucking it up. Or like you could sore you could sell like pork to a you know, to a Jewish family. So things like that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. You could sell pork to a to a Muslim family. Halal. Yeah. Another one. As long as it was killed right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could uh, convince Kunta Kente to go to a uh, David Allen Coe concert. Alright, going too far. Sorry. You could convince a penguin to go to the North Pole. Ooh. Yeah. That was a, or, yeah, or like you could convince... Alright, let's keep digging on this. I like the subject. You could convince a uh, koala bear to not eat eucalyptus leaves anymore. Instead, it just eats peanut butter now. Koala's a peanut butter. I don't know about that one. You could convince a solar panel salesman to suck my dick? I don't know. <laughs> there might be gay guys in the bar. Have you not seen the Shane Gillis one? Yeah, straight guys are like, fuck the environment. <laughs> Natural gas and fracking. That's all we're about. Pussy and fracking. Yeah. Shane Gillis, shout out. Hilarious stand-up comedian. Awesome yeah. dude. Should have never got canceled for some Asian. Also, he's pretty good at basketball. He's got some. He's moves. got a. He's got a jumper. He's got some moves. Yeah, that was a weird one. That like uh, Shane had said so something. So what, what happened exactly? Was that, so was yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Shane Gillis said something a few years ago on a podcast similar to this, but it was in joking. You know, he's a comedian. All of his stuff is for funny, just like us. And this was when he was part of the SNL cast. Well, this is before he got hired. So what happened was he got hired on SNL to do some sketches. 
And when he met with Lauren Michaels, he said, you know, everything was all gravy. And then uh, a few days, maybe a day passed, and somebody had looked up his old history. And on one podcast, he was talking about, uh, you know, Asians. And they said he was so racist, and they blew it way out of proportion. And apparently, SNL had just hired a gay Asian uh, person to join the cast. So it was terrible timing for the two of them to join. And basically <laughs> gave the, the shaft to Shane and said, uh, we're not going to be able to... I bet to, the gay Asian wanted to give the shaft to Shane, I'm sure. Oh. oh! But yeah, Shane Gillis's career actually has gotten a lot better since then, but it was a huge blow to his uh, ego, I bet, you know, for you to be a comedian and be doing your craft very well and for all these people to say you're doing awesome just because you said something. You were joking around. You were a victim of cancel culture, you know? You were joking around and something happened. Cancel culture has got a lot of people shook. I was in AA today. I was in AA today. Dude, and, Dave uh, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's had the whole issue of cancel culture. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle can't get canceled. He's, he's too, too good. funny. No, he, he's, he's, he's our goat. He said he's our David Pryor. You can't cancel something that is great. You can't cancel Michael Jordan. Yeah. You can't do it. If even even out, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods' Vizzle scandal, he was too good that he's... Well, Tiger Woods fell from grace, but he's still around, you know? He still had enough money, and he's still good enough. He's still a world-class golfer. Yeah. yeah, you know, but I think that happens to a lot of people, uh, that they get so big at a point where they feel like they can't fall, and then something comes out and it crushes them, you know? But it's weird when you're Shane, you know, Shane Gillis, he wasn't even on top of a ladder or nothing. He was getting pushed off before he even took a step, you know. Somebody didn't like him or something. Well, he said something that somebody didn't agree with. And that's the weirdest part about having free speech in America these days is that you pay for everything you say that is recorded. Like, we could pay for a bunch of the crap that we've said on this podcast. We could pay for anything that we say. Because free speech is... Not really is free. Free speech is free free. until it costs you something. And then it's not free anymore. The problem is is so many people get offended so easily. That's the issue. You could offend a woman in white gloves by selling her a ketchup popsicle. And if she happens to be a senator's daughter or something, you know, things are going to happen. Oh, my daughter would never be with the likes of you. I am a senator from a southern state, so... Sir, you will never have hands on my daughter. Ah, pistols at noon, sir. And takes the glove out. Slap, slap. Slap, slap. Forty paces, sir. I say we should do this. Okay. Damn it. You, like, turn around on pace two and just shoot him. (laughs) Then Andrew Jackson's great dead body just shows up out of nowhere. Wouldn't that be the funniest thing in the duels if, like, people just kept... uh, Cheated. If just kept talking shit and then yeah they just cheated. Well, people at that time like especially of that like the upper class like they really did stick to the whole honor thing. Yeah. Like they really would take forty steps before they shot. It's not like dudes in the streets will be like, I'll just do some sneaky shit to you real quick. No. It'd be hilarious to watch a, a duel in the streets nowadays. Like two men with a disagreement. There's actually some places where it's still technically legal. <clears throat> There's got to be a way to do a proper duel. There, there should. I agree. There's got to be a way to sit down, do a proper duel with somebody, 
and uh, shoot him in the chest. I agree. So, uh, yeah, folks, if you think dueling should be brought back, call in to 1-800-BRING-DUELS back. I don't know. How long is that number? That's all the letters, all the numbers. Yeah, do that. <laughs> all right, Trevor, what else we got? We're, we've got about 10 minutes. Uh, American Cornhole League in Cornhole. So I went out, I went out to have a beer Saturday night, and at the bar they had Saturday, 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 Saturday nights. All right. Yeah. But they had on TV they had the American Cornhole League doing professional cornhole tournament for money. And uh, so cornholing, Trevor. What is cornholing? And don't say gay butt sex. Cornhole is a carnival festival game that has gotten popular enough that they're trying to turn it into a more legitimate sport, kind of like doing billiards. In a cornhole league. Yeah, well, there, I mean, it's like it's it's games like pool or darts, sort of, sort of those sort of bars. And cornhole too, it often is played at bars and shit when they have like a back. Have a back patio. They play cornhole, so it's another one of those sort of bars. Cornhole sort of games. is a game for people without horseshoes. I agree. It's a less dangerous Everybody version. Everybody wants to play horseshoes. Yeah. Well, there's always some issues when you just hand a bunch of drunk people horseshoes. It's a bit, you know, <laughs> cornholes is like a slightly smarter version. Like instead of handing people drunk people these metal things that could break windows and kill people or just cause general havoc. Let's give them little bean bags full of sand or rice. Probably not a, too big a deal. I was at a family reunion, and uh, yeah, 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 and they had uh, horseshoe uh, pits, and dude, they were like legit. They were like fifty something feet apart. Because forty is the official, but you can make yeah, them bigger. Yeah, they were long, and you were throwing, and you did not know if you could hear or hit or anything. Because you were just trying to chuck it. Yeah, you yeah. were throwing as hard as you could, and you hear a ding if you hit it, you know. But nobody made a ringer. Not a single person, but a few people hit the post, you know. I thought that was pretty awesome uh, because I'd never really played on a full horseshoe uh, uh, pit before. But it was dangerous. Those horseshoes came at us flying, and if you were standing in the wrong spot, you could have got knocked. Yeah, no, definitely. Something I do have an issue is when they make the horseshoe pits too close together, like when we were camping around, only like 20 feet apart. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. He's 40. I had also met a, my cousin at that family reunion, and uh, he's a state cornhole champion, I think in Maryland or something. He, he's And don't don't take my word for it, but he's pretty good, I guess. You know, I've never really checked into it, but he goes to cornhole competitions with his cousin, and they throw the bean bags and all that stuff. I, I've never really played, you know. I don't really know what it's about. I've never played Ultimate Frisbee either. That's pretty fun. Or I've done frisbee golf. I've done that. No clue. That's that's definitely a northwest thing. I've done that before in the redwoods and out in like grassy fields. It's a good excuse to get high and drunk with your buddies and wander around and just throw shit in the woods. I've done it before. I guess, man. I, I'm a, I'm a classic man. I just like a good football or a baseball and gloves, you know. Or maybe play some bocce ball like the old Italian men with the little hoops, just throwing balls. I'll on tell the grass. you what game fucking kills, and I don't care if you're drunk or sober. Is fucking uh, uh, goddamn uh, shuffleboard, 
croquet, not croquet, yeah, croquet. Croquet's a, croquet with the colored balls and the rings. And then the that little shit, hammers? And the mallets. Yeah, that yeah. shit is hilariously fun. I've never actually played that before. Croquet is a game that I guarantee if we bought a set I would love and went croquet. to a park, we could get a bunch of people playing croquet with us. That would be fun. Shout out Croquet Sets. And and Badminton. Badminton's a fun one. Yeah, shout With out. Shuttlecock. Oh, that's one of the greatest funniest, words. Funniest word ever made for a fucking game. Thing. Oh, you threw you you, you hit me with your shuttlecock. Yes, I did, ma'am. You launched your shuttlecock at a ridiculous velocity. Yes, right I did. Toward you. You're so accurate with your shuttlecock. Damn right. I'm only talking about shaft. <laughs> shaft. He's a complicated man, man, and don't nobody understand him but his woman and his badminton team. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Like how we uh, shifted to sort of outdoor leisurely games. Yeah, we got some fun words out of it. Gazebo. Shuttlecock. Shuttlecock, gazebo, uh, Zamboni. <laughs> yeah, seven minutes. All right. I guess for the last one, uh, current events, do you have any? I got one. Go ahead, Trevor. Tell us about those snails. Ah, that was last time. Ah, snail, snail mail. Yep. So I got a, uh, apparently, it's like 693 celebrities, politicians, and other famous people in America are permanently banned from Russia. And yeah, I that, heard about this. Yeah, so people like, Biden, Kamala Harris, but also Republicans. I think Mitt Romney's on that list. Ted Cruz, wife's ugly like a dog, and other. There's other prominent Republicans as well. Um, and actually, it's, it, you also have celebrities like Morgan Freeman is banned from it. Uh, and <laughs> there's some. I'm pretty sure about. Bono is Irish, but I'm sure. I don't think Russia wants any smooth-talking black men. It'll no. steal all their women. Yeah, and they'll tell them about life. They're like, no. But yeah, the all those folks are anyone that's definitely not super pro rusher. They've been banned. Um, Trump. Mark is, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg's also banned. I didn't see Elon Musk on there. Surprisingly, he helped out Ukraine, so I'm sure he's banned because actually Elon Musk helped restore internet to Ukraine. He's the president's like, hey, help us out. He's like, all right, I got you. So, you know, I do give Elon Musk credit for that. He's like, all right, Ukraine, I'll help you out. Elon Musk is a robot. Yeah. Elon Musk is a weird dancing robot that throws baseballs at fucking cars and breaks windows. He's also a space cowboy. He needs like to Jeff calm Bezos. down. He needs to calm his genius down. Calm Take that down. money and go invest it in something. Yep. Elon, get it together. But, you know, you know a big name that's not banned? Good old Trump. Donald gay Trump? He's not banned from Russia at all. Yeah, well, he's probably sucked enough Russian dick that uh, he's probably made a right amount yeah. of friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Donald Trump, you suck, bro. You're the worst president. Uh, George W. Bush wasn't good either. George W. Bush was, was like, tame in comparison, though. Oh, yeah, as far as, like, most outrageous president in, in our lifetime, 
Definitely Trump. He's like, going to be the most memorable for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, he's, he's going to kind of like be like certain Roman emperors like Caligula or Nero where they're famous for just doing wild shit. He's going to be our version of like Caligula or Nero. He's going like, to be Caligula. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, we'll just entertain the, the masses and do some crazy shit over here. And, ah! yeah. Oh, man. Uh, my current event is that uh, alcoholism is going up in America. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, people, you know, alcohol is cool and whatnot, but I just spent, you know, the last 15 to 17 years fucking dabbling in the bottle and shit. Yeah, it, can, it can be a slippery slope. Be careful out there. Try not to drink and drive. All that good stuff. Drink water. Yeah, water's amazing. Do drugs like acid and drink water. <laughs> All, right. All right, Trevor, you ready to play us out? Yep. All right, folks, here he goes. next time a couple days from now next wednesday coming up and uh you have a good evening this has been gravel shits and gorgeous george signing out we'll signing see out. you soon we'll see you soon episode, or we won't see you episode we'll you seven soon. done see you for episode eight yeah uh.